Monday. This is RotoFanatic.com's daily breakdown of what happened yesterday, what will happen today, and maybe what will happen in the future. I am Michael Govier, your host, along with my co-host and the finest analyst in all of Major League Baseball fantasy sports realm, the greatest man who ever lived when it comes to baseball analysis. And I'm not kidding, Matt Williams. What's up, Matt? <laughs> what kind of an intro is that? It's an uh, impossible standard to live up to is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. This 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 show is going to crash and burn because there's no other direction to go. <laughs> Good morning. We decided to do these shows super early, and I'm kind of regretting it, and, and but I'm still I'm excited to be up. There's no other reason to be up at 7 a.m. than to talk about baseball. Let's do it. That's true. We are glad to be here. And uh, don't forget, go to rotofanatic.com. You can check out our podcast. You can also check out the Launch Angle podcast, which is available on our website. And you can follow us on Twitter, roto underscore fanatic where we always release the latest and greatest uh, today we have a release from paul mamino he's an expert in data and data visualizations he's got some good stuff related to his pitch location metric if you love numbers and you want to geek out this is an article for you so matt uh last night it was an offensive barrage there was multiple teams scored double digit runs and pitching took the brunt of this uh one pitcher in particular Robbie Ray was not able to, I mean, when he was doing these mechanical changes and right before the season started, there were so many tweets. Even you were mildly like, I'm somewhat more optimistic, but the command is off and the walks are still a major problem. And I know it's Coors Field, but I, I could imagine he would have pitched anywhere and it would have been the same results, right? Yeah, he was God awful. Uh, here's the problem with Robbie Ray. Um he's always had uh, a high strikeout rate in a, in a uh, high walk rate last night. He had one whiff on his four seam fastball, six of 32 on his slider, which is fine. And he had, uh, in, or, and he had three of uh, seven on his curveball, which is good. Uh, but overall uh, for the entire evening, he had uh, about a 30% CSW for anyone who doesn't know. It's just called strikes plus whip. Um, but uh, yeah, and that's not what you want to see out of him, because uh, he was like all over the place. I mean, if you look at his, if you look at his, uh, his pitch chart as far as where you know the pitches were actually uh, placed, it, it looks like someone blind firing a machine gun. It's it's very disturbing. And the, and the main issue here is that uh, Robbie Ray making all these adjustments has the lowest. I mean, small sample size, but still. You're hoping for better, even on a small sample size. When you're making adjustments, you're looking for improvement. He has the lowest strikeout rate since his rookie season, and he has the highest walk rate of his entire career. He's literally worse now than he ever has been. He's being barreled at an 18.4% clip. Yeah. His barrel, his launch angle is 28.5. People are just elevating the crap out of the ball. So this is all horrible. Um, his ERA is like 9.4 and it's backed up by an expected ERA of 7.4. So he's, he's just, he's totally, totally horrible. And, uh, I don't know if I want to say droppable in all formats, but he's kind of droppable wow. in, in all formats, but 15 teamers. Okay. Wow. That is impressive. I, I, I thought don't, I was, I was hoping to see something decent in this game to like help me look towards the future, but, I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, it's a short season. And if you just don't have room on your bench and there's someone usable on the waiver wire, you just have to make that move because you can't start him for like two starts because he's so bad that he ruins your entire week. So if you know you're not starting him for like two weeks, you have to move on. And that's just the way it is in 60 games. Well, the entire Arizona staff seems besides Zach Gallon seems to be in complete free fall. So 
I don't know if this is like an overall team thing. You got Madison Bumgarner. He, I mean, we all know he's falling apart anyways, but even Luke Weaver struggled. He's in the lower end of most percentiles in most of the stat cast categories. I, I don't know if you'd rather, would you rather have Zach Davies than Robbie Ray right now? If you yes, had to choose. Absolutely. I mean, I would stream. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. just own Zach Davies, but yeah, I guess the question is, would I rather stream? And yes, I absolutely would. There's always, there's always someone I'd rather start than Robbie Ray right now. And I don't think I'd necessarily lump, like throw this, the pitching coach under the bus here. Um, they have bad pitchers in Arizona. I, I was never in on Weaver. Baddison Bumgarner definitely was never in on. Oh, yeah. What are the worst contracts ever given out in Major League Baseball? It was just, it was literally lighting their money on fire. Uh, at least when the Orioles signed Chris Davis at the time he was performing. Madison Bumgarner <laughs> was bad when they signed him. Uh, but yeah, this is, Robbie Ray was intriguing. And again, mechanical change takes time. Who knows what's going on with him? I wish him the best. I hope he figures this out. But uh, God, if he he needs to go back to the way he was pitching because what he's doing now is so much worse. That is so bizarre. You're right. I'd rather have the Robbie Ray that we had last year. Which yeah, I know. Is- At least he struck people out more. Yeah, it was I mean, serviceable. Last, you're getting, you're, I mean, yesterday he got his doors blown off and he didn't even strike anyone out. <laughs> I feel like... Between this and quality start and just anyone I talk to a Rota fanatic or in baseball lately, it's the Randy Dobnak show. Randy Dobnak comes up so much. And last night he was very solid and he only gave up really, if you look inside the numbers, he gave up one hard hit ball that had expecting batting average of about 800. And other than that, there was minimal contact and they kept the Brewers in check. Now we did talk about this last night in our Slack. And I remember you mentioning that (laughs) the Brewers, this is what Matt said. He said the Brewers could have come up to the plate without a bat and performed better. I think that's a quote. I got. Do I have that right? Uh, yeah. Well, yes. He he uh, he had very good control. He basically was throwing. It is very bizarre though. Like righties and lefties, he's attacking them the same in terms of uh, versus left-handed hitters. He's going low and away um, with the sinker, and in righties, he's going down and in. He's he's not attacking anyone any differently, and he was getting a lot of called strikes out of the strike zone. So he, he did have the benefit of the doubt, but again, that's on the Brewers for allowing it to happen. When you get the uh, if a pitcher is extending the uh, the strike zone like the old '90s Braves, and you take it, but most of these pitches were outside of the strike zone. Uh, the Brewers did a lot of the work here. I don't want to take anything against Randy Dobnak because if anyone listened to the last show, it seemed like I didn't have any confidence. But still, uh, he had zero whiffs on the sinker. He had one on the curve and one on the changeup. He's not a strikeout pitcher, but this is fantasy baseball. We care about things like this. Um, <laughs> he did still get hit a couple of times decently hard, but this time, rather than his last game, he was most of it was on the ground, which is fine. Uh, we don't care how hard you're getting hit as long as you are getting hit, um, you know, as long as you're getting hit on the ground and not through the air. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm not, I'm still not completely sold. I mean, even when Dallas Keuchel was at his height, he was striking out a few, few more people. It's just so hard to be like so elite in fantasy baseball or startable on an every game basis when you don't strike as many people out. Uh, but you know, in this year, if you're going to be able to consistently get ground outs, it's definitely worth something. So he costs no one anything. So yeah, continue to wheel him out there. I mean, I, I would, I would sit him the one of the few teams I'd want to sit him against is the team he pitches for. So he's in, he's in decent shape. Would you rather have Tommy Malone or Randy Dobnik? 
I, I don't want Tommy Malone under any circumstances. He would need to win the Cy Young Award for me to even consider drafting him next year. Wow. Uh, he's, he's someone I'm just not considering. <laughs> You're so cold on him. I, well, here, here. loves Malone. And I'm kind of with Ben. His changeup is, when it's right, it's a really great pitch. But Yes. And he's shown some numbers recently where he's looking good. That doesn't mean it's going to last. It doesn't mean it's lasting forever. Docking on the last show, what did he say about the fool me once? Oh, yeah. Shame yeah. on you. Fool, fool me, me twice. Times. It was on, uh, I can't remember what pitch it was for, but I mean, Tommy Malone. I mean, how many times do we need to get bit in the ass by this whole situation? Yeah. If he was, true. if he was, if he was going to do something, I'm fairly certain he would have done it by now. Uh, but yeah, Dobnek's fine. He's uh, eighty-eight point four exit velocity, average exit velocity. Was someone, by the way, correctly pointed out on Twitter that it's stupid to point out average exit velocity? Like you look at things like uh, exit velocity for fly balls and line drives. His is ninety-two miles an hour, which is really you know for a pitch, it's fairly low. If that's mm-hmm. how hard everyone's hitting uh, their line drives and fly balls off of you, you're doing a good job. So um, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty. Okay, well, <laughs> I. I like Tommy Malone, but I don't want to argue about this. Oh, no, this was Dobnak, not Tommy Malone. No, I know, but I I still think about Tommy Malone when I go to bed at night. It's very strange. I have issues. Uh, Anyways, Mike Clevenger. What do you do here, Matt? Clevenger is definitely going to be out. He's got a quarantine now. I I assume a two-week minimum, and it's possible. He might have got away with it, but it's possible he's infected Cleveland, and we could be looking at another Cardinals or Marlins scenario. What is your instant reaction to making a move here? Just You just got to hang on to Clevenger and grin and bear it? There's not a lot you can do? No, there's nothing you can do. He should be suspended for the year. I say this for everybody. Him and his and police act. Wow. Suspended for the year. Uh, he's even worse because apparently they had a team meeting to discuss police act, and he apparently was on uh, record as defending police act, and uh, he knew he was out with him that night, and he didn't say anything. And then after that, he got on a uh, he kind of, you know, the plane or wherever they were going with his team. And one of his teammates is Carlos Carrasco, who is oh, obviously man. playing this game like, you know, he's doing this for his teammates, for his family. He's out there pitching. Um, and, you know, everyone knows, you know, he, he, he had you know, gone through cancer treatment and he's, you know, he's out there. He bounced back. He's doing great. He's a great inspirational story. And Zach Plesak and Clevenger have the balls to actually go out there and violate protocol and be around him. I mean, come on. Yeah, they deserve to be suspended without pay for the rest of the year. No questions asked. I'm not sure why it hasn't happened yet. This is a joke. This is a tough one for me to swallow because I really bought into Clevenger. I have so many shares, by the way. So this isn't a thing where I'm like blind, like this would kill my fantasy teams. Uh, But still, what a trash trash thing to do. Right. I actually thought he was a cool dude, though, too. That's what bothers me. Besides the shares I own, it looks like he... I mean, we're all fallible human beings who make mistakes, but this is an egregious error, and yeah, there's nothing worse than being a hypocrite. Yeah, he goes all high horse about the uh, the Astros, yeah. which, by the way, they cheated at a game. Again, again, a professional game people get played to do, but a game right. nonetheless. And he's, he's, out here, he's out here risking the lives of actual people. Again, uh, anyone who feels – some people have strong or weaker opinions about – uh, COVID and how dangerous or not dangerous they think it is. Take whatever you think and the fact that they are just nonchalantly hanging around a, a very high risk friend of theirs and just why? There's no yeah. reason for it. Yeah, there's nothing worse than being a hypocrite in my opinion. So it's very disappointing, Mr. Sunshine. Uh, okay, so by the way, we are the Road Fanatic Morning Relay. We are going to be here five days a week. You can always catch us here every day. We're going to cover baseball from every angle. We'll have me, Matt, Nathan Dockin, uh, other Roto Fanatic staff members on the show during the week. So check us out. 
on rotofanatic.com and rotofanatic, roto underscore fanatic on Twitter. All right, so last night there was an offensive barrage, but there were some guys who still did not get to participate. Will Smith of the Dodgers. Now, this is a guy that was drafted probably, you know, like the seventh catcher, seventh, eighth catcher taken off most draft boards. And I was a big fan. I'm pretty excited about it. But the early returns are kind of minimal. Would you think or do you disagree? I think maybe it's a good time to cash in and try to get Will Smith now because the numbers look like he's hitting the ball pretty well. He's just not cashing in yet. Yeah, unless you have um, unless you have a guy like JT Real Muto or some of them, Wilson Contreras, you're, you're probably hurting a catcher. There's not too many that have stood out. And if you're looking to get an advantage, uh, trying to go out there and grab a, a catcher who's batting 200 uh, is probably someone you can get decently cheap if uh, you have a spare part on your team. You know, maybe you can trade Tommy Malone for him. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, but uh, we're going to hear the end of this <laughs> uh, right now. It's exit velocity is 92.7, uh, but, uh, you know, it is 92.3 exit velocity for fly balls and line drives, which, uh, you know, there's differentiating opinions on what constitutes certain things. Stack has data is a little off, but he's hitting fly balls and line drives decently fast. You, you would like to see it a little higher than that. But overall, um, he's hitting the ball like a top 7% clip in the league. Um his uh, his strikeout rate is only is eleven point one. His his walk rate's nineteen point four, which is all fantastic. So yeah, if you want to buy low in a position that's kind of weak, Will Smith looks like it um, looks like a pretty sharp buy at the moment. Okay, I'd like to hear that. Uh, would you rather have Will Smith or Christian Vasquez? Will Smith. Um, it's I mean it's close. They were drafted around close. the same area for a reason. I believe in Will Smith's talent more is what yeah. I should say, and he's obviously in a better lineup. So yes, I would rather have Will Smith. Um, as far as like ta- you know value for value, Vasquez is doing better. Uh, so I don't know if I if I had Vasquez and uh I could maybe trade him for Will Smith and get something else back that I kind of needed. Um, like, you know, like a, like a bilo pitcher or something, or, uh, you know, a little reliever. If I just needed a live arm, I'd do that because, you know, there's a chance that, um, you know, there's a chance that someone's fed up with Will Smith, you know, batting 200 and they, they may just want more production and Vasquez is doing all right. Yeah. You could always capitalize in this short season on people getting antsy. That's a smart call. What about Reese Hoskins? Reese Hoskins, I assumed would be a part of the barrage last night. The Phillies, unfortunately, Matt, they, uh, torched your Mets or excuse me, that's the Phillies towards the Braves. Sean Newcomb is demoted. Sean Newcomb's gone now. It's over. Just like that. The Braves are not screwing around this year. Fultonavich, gone. Newcomb, gone. These, I mean, they are. I, I, think I, comment, I commented on Twitter about this. It's basically the Braves remind me of like a little kid, like a teenager or a teenager at home or anyone, any emotional fan. There's adults <laughs> that do this. You sit at home and like it's the fourth inning. Someone's getting bummed. Get his bum out of here. Cut him after the game. You should come out of the game and they should tell him to go home. And that's what the Braves have been doing. Yeah. Like, get into my office. You know, I mean, I don't know if anyone <laughs> anyone watched. Uh, there's something about Mary when he's pitching like the seven minute abs. Oh, instead of the yeah. He's like, I step, know into exactly my office, with step into my <laughs> office because you're fucking fired. Uh, I mean, it, the uh, yeah, the Braves aren't putting up with nothing. You, you're bomb. You're out of here. I mean, everyone's got to be pitching scared. They're just cutting you loose. Get out. <laughs> Six chipmunks jumping on a log or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the hell he says. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. The, uh, Sorry, Sean Newcomb. I'm going to take I'm going to raise my hand. I thought Sean Newcomb was a value. I took him in a couple drafts. No, not early or anything. I just took him in the 250s, 300s, and that did not work out clearly. And I'm done with you, Mr. Newcomb. But 
as far as what happened with the game, the Phillies, everybody seemed to get in the offensive party except Reese Hoskins. He had a hit and, uh, you know, he got on base. But the home runs are not there. And if you drafted Reese Hoskins, you're certainly getting the walks and the home runs. That's the expectation. Is this a buy low for Hoskins? Or is are we seeing a guy that's just not going to be that dude he was when he came up in 2017? He had like 18 home runs in 40 games. I I want to say that he's probably a buy low, but it's it's weird because it's it's still a small sample size. He has what? How many at bats? He has 32 at bats. You want to see yeah. at least at least 50 before you even start peeking at the data. But here we are peeking at the data. Uh, he has uh, only a 37.5% fly ball percentage, uh, which, you know, has has led to 0% home runs to fly ball ratio. He's just not putting as many balls in the air. He's typically around like over 50%. He's pulling the ball at like a nearly 71% clip, but a lot of weak contact. Uh, but he does, he is hitting the line drives around 33.3%. So, um, you know, he's, he's, you, you like to see little fly, you know, not a ton of ground balls. He's only around 29%. So that's really good. But you also like to see a little more fly balls about someone like this. You want him to elevate the ball. So I wasn't really completely sold on him in preseason. Um, I was hoping like last year, the, the big problem with him was they they tried to get him to hit all, to all fields. He's definitely not doing that. He is <laughs> He's definitely trying to. Uh, he's definitely attempting to uh, pull the ball. He's just not really elevating it at the moment. He's typically around like a 22, 23, 24 launch angle. Right now he's sitting at like 19. But he's hitting a lot of the balls on the barrel, 42.9% um, sweet spot percentage. And, you know, he's that crazy walk rate so far. And his, his K rate's a little down. So there's some encouraging stuff there. He's batting 188. His expecting batting average is 251. So there's there's plenty here. I think to be happy about, I, you know, there's, you know, you, there's certain things where he's topping the ball 23.8% of the time. That's a little too much. He's not getting under the ball much. So I just think that, you know, just slight adjustment, you know, it's really early. Um, once, you know, it, like I said, he has the high, one of the highest, you no, know, the highest sweet spot, spot spot percentage of his entire career. If he just adjusts his launch angle, you could go from no production to extreme production. So again, small sample size, but yeah, I think that he is someone definitely worth investing in. Um, if especially because you can get him on the cheap, I would I would be putting him on my shopping list. Would you rather have Jesus Aguilar or Hoskins? Oh, Hoskins. I believe in Aguilar, by the way. Uh, but yes, uh, Hoskins has the ability to do uh, to 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 like lead the league in home runs if he makes an adjustment. I think that that is a I think that's a good opportunity if you have Aguilar you maybe like the same thing we said we had said before where you would try to trade uh trade a pitcher or, or you know Will Smith for uh Vasquez kind of thing mm -hmm. um yeah. try to take the guy performing and go by low so yeah I think that you can uh, attempt to do that well last one uh Marcus Simeon there was another offensive explosion more runs for the A's although their winning streak did come to a close last night thanks to Mike Trout who is we don't talk about Mike Trout because there's no need to, right? I mean, it speaks for itself. What are we going to break down? It's just stupid. It's his just... swing is like perfect. <laughs> they need to make they need to make his swing the uh, logo. They it's, do. It's I'm... literally perfect. I mean, his swing is perfect. It's so compact and so smooth and so quick. Oh yeah, I'm, and consistent. It's just like always, like bam, 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 perfect. Love it. I agree. So Eddie, no hey, but incidentally, no one knows. I mean, I'm not like giving away my location, but uh, yeah, Mike Trout grew up like, I don't know, 15 minutes. From
That's right. Jersey guy. And he wasn't as highly touted until late in senior year, I think. Right. So here he is now. He's the master of his domain. And there's no need to, like, break down Trout. He's incredible. But Marcus Simeon has been leading off for the A's. And it seems like everybody else in the lineup has been getting involved in the offense except him. He struggled again last night. And I I picked him as my dark horse MVP in our preseason article. I, I took a shot at it because I thought he had figured some things out and showed more consistency last year. This could just be a short period of frustration, but would you buy low on Simeon? Not really. Um, it's a deep position. So you probably have someone usable or picked up someone usable off the waiver wire because there's so many people at the middle infield like JP Crawford that have come out of the woodwork where you're probably not hurting there. So there's not a lot. And again, sh very short sample size, but there's been nothing in the data that, that jumps out to me that suggests he's going to go on some kind of tear. But even when he wasn't fantastic earlier in his earlier in his career, he was still a lot better than this. So, I mean, it's reasonable to assume he's fine, but you know, last year he batted, you know, was it? He batted 285 with 33 home runs. The previous two years, he batted 255 and 249 with 10 and 15 home runs. So right oh, now man. he's sitting at 200. It's very easy to just assume, all right, maybe he went back to the guy he was. He made adjustments last year. And again, it's just too early to tell, but it, it's just, there's no, there's no real leg to stand on here. If you're looking to buy low, uh, it's, if, if you are buying low, it would have to be low. It wouldn't be one of those buy lows where you're trading some asset that got off to a hot start and you're just trading for him because you'd be basically trading for him blind. I do expect him to bounce back. Um, I don't necessarily think I would be um, looking to buy at any kind of a premium, though. Like It, it would have to be low. All right. Uh, Tim Anderson's supposed to come back this week. Would you rather have Tim Anderson? Yes. I mean, the stolen bases are, are incredibly important. No one's running. Uh, so we are, we had mentioned yesterday, Trey Turner had zero stolen bases. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you need, you need, uh, you need stolen bases. Tim Anderson can get you some Marcus Simeon does have one, but yeah, it, again, I have nothing against Simeon. It's just, no, I get it. You know, I mean, there's so many, yeah, it is what it is. What about Carlos Correa? Would you rather have Correa over Simeon or is that obvious? No. Yeah. Obvious. Definitely. Okay. Just checking. Well, you I mean, know, I mean, flare up. I, I mean, I would, uh, if you're if you're like your team, if you need a boost, like let's just say your your team is like middle of the road and there's nothing on the waiver wire and you need a boost, like I I trade like Dansby Swanson for him, Ooh. and I believe in Swanson, I do, but he's like hitting a, he was hitting a little over his head. But if you need something like lightning in a bottle, if, if Simeon bounces back to the way he was, and you just need something to get you over that hump, I would I would make a move like that, not necessarily be confident in it. But, uh, you know, we know what Swanson is. He's probably going to regress a little bit from what he's been doing. Uh, but Simeon, you know, could could, you know, be again, lightning in a bottle. So you know, I would be that would be a situation where if you just needed a little extra, you know, magic out of out of thin air, then I would try to do that. OK, well, I could buy that. Let's look real quickly at today's action. It is Tuesday, August 11th, 2020. And we have a large slate of games. It's going to be a fun day. If you love baseball, Matt, I, Dylan, I do love baseball. I know you love baseball. That's why I love asking these questions. Uh, Dylan Bundy, he was masterful in his last start. And people said, oh, it was just the Mariners. But look at the Mariners did last night. The Mariners offense is not bad. It's a solid O. There's some talent that can give you production. By the way, Kyle Lewis still keeps getting hits, not just home runs. It's bizarre. 
It's hey, amazing. by the way, stop throwing fastballs to Dylan Moore. I think I said this <laughs> yesterday on this freaking show. The guy can't hit a thing but fastballs. And what does Jesse Chavez do but throw this crappy 91-mile-per-hour four-seam <laughs> fastball to Dylan Moore who parks it for 108 miles per hour? Stop yeah. throwing him fastballs. Don't. Don't stop doing it. I love every minute of it. I'm going to cherish every one of those home runs and those hard-hit balls. By the way, I think Jesse Chavez was a little too distracted on his hair. That was the problem, I think. That's <laughs> what it been. was. Uh, but Bundy. I mean, incredible start, complete game. Whew. I love Bundy this year. I, I This is one thing I can take a little bit of credit for myself. I feel good about it. He's finally free to be himself in L.A. Do you think – would you start him against Athletics offense? Because the A's offense has been on fire. Matt Chapman played a home run in three straight games. He had two last night. What would you do? He's a Cy Young candidate. You're going to start him. He's a totally different pitcher. He's a completely different pitcher out there. They, you know, he's throwing his slider 29.2% of the time. Uh, he's, he's doing exactly what he needs to be doing to be successful as the kind of pitcher he is. His average exit velocity against for him is 85.4. Uh, his, but his hard hit percentage is only 25.5. Freaking everything is good. I can recite everything. He's not walking people and he's striking everyone out. I, Dylan Bundy has been doing a fantastic job. So, yeah, I don't particularly care what lineup he's facing. You can't sit him right now, especially with innings pitch, innings pitch being at a premium. If he's facing the Twins, you're starting him. If he's facing the Dodgers, you're starting him. He's until further notice. You must start Dylan. Bundy. Wow. Okay. I, I honestly didn't know how you felt about Bundy recently, so that's good to know. I'm glad to hear that. That makes me feel happy. Uh, what about Zach Gallon at Coors? Zach Gallon has been rock solid his first three starts. I mean, not mind blowing, but definitely no blowups, no Robbie Ray nightmares, or he's really the the solid ace, if you will, on the staff right now. And that's putting it mildly. Uh, start him in cores tonight, or would you have already benched him? If you were in a weekly league, would he have been in your lineup? Um, I'm worried. I am. I am worried about this. I, I love Zach Gallon. I think that everything he's doing is very legitimate. Um, you know, 281 ERA struck out 21 in 16. He does put a few guys on base, though, which isn't ideal. I don't know if you have a choice, though. Because most teams, if you have Zach Gallon, he's probably at this point, he's probably your second best pitcher. If not, he could be your best pitcher. Uh, so you, there's just not much you can do there. He's walking too many people, but he's still striking out over 30 percent. So um, you just got to you just got to hope for the best. He's, he's given up a little more hard contact than you want, which isn't great. But yeah, I think that you just got to know you may have to wear a couple of earned runs in this one and just start because the, the, the strikeouts are real. Um, you know, you're going in there against like two people going for the batting championship at Daniel Murphy and Charlie Blackman. Wow. It, Blackman's unreal right now. 484. Four yes. more hits last night. So, yeah, you just there's not much you can do here. You, you got to start them. You have to. You, you literally have to. Uh, but, yeah, I don't have a great feeling about this. I think that, yeah, I think you may be wearing one, but you can't. You, you got to start them. You got to start. Them. You do. You got to start them. Not very exciting. It's, there's not, not many. There's not, there's not many. There's yeah. I wouldn't put them in DFS, uh, but yeah, it's 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 going to be difficult. Uh, there's not much else I can say. Uh, I mean, my I think my tone says it all. Uh, there's very it's very unlikely you are in a position where you can afford to sit Zach Gallon. You know, this is uh, he's been pitching really well. He's going into a dangerous situation, but that stuff happens. Okay, well, this kind of brings us to our close of our show. Uh, the big debut of the Buffalo Blue Jays is today. And would you start Eliezer Hernandez over Gallon? No. No. Because Zach Gallon's much better. 
And I love Eliezer Hernandez and his slider. His slider is amazing. But yes, you absolutely, absolutely start Zach Gallo for Eliezer Hernandez. Are you excited about uh, what is Salen Field? Salen Field? I have. I don't know about excited. I mean, I'll be watching. (laughs) It's. (laughs) You know, it's a minor league field. Uh, so, um, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. I, I, I don't think I'm going to. I don't think I'm going to. I'm going to turn on the game like, hey, this is weird. And then it's probably going to wear off pretty quickly. <laughs> Blah. That's the feeling I'm getting. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, we'll see how this park plays. Uh, everyone, uh, our own Crosby Spencer, who does the park factors and schedule factors for Roto Fanatic. He actually has an article coming out that will explain the park factors of of the field with a Salen, Saline. Yeah. Salen. I'm going Salen for now. Yeah. The Buffalo park. That um, H just throws me off the Buffalo ballpark. The Buffalo uh, field. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not excited. I don't know. Is anyone else jacked out there? I don't know. DM us, you know, send us a sh- <laughs> is anyone's like, yeah, Buffalo baseball. Let's go. <laughs> why is that so funny? I don't know why. Hey, we're not disparaging you, Buffalo. You're a lovely city. You get a lot of snow, and uh, I always root for the Bills. I think they're a fun team. I've never been there. I went there once. Uh, never had wings there. But, hey, that's it. That's our show. This has been the Morning Relay for Tuesday, August 11, 2020. Uh, don't forget, you can go to rotafanatic.com, get all the latest and greatest information. That Crosby Spencer piece will be coming out. It'll also be talking about Globe Life Fields, the early returns on what's going on with that park as well. Uh, anything else going on, Matt, you want to share? Nope, nothing at all. The Mets season is over. Oh, we could have done a whole hour on that, but uh, that's not what the show is. That's for another time and place. Uh, I'm Michael Govier. You can find me on Twitter, MJ Govier. And that's it. We're done, right? We're out of here. Adios.